Indeed, time for the crime report. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by Crime Stoppers, Suffolk County, 1 800 220 tits, 220 8477. The calls are kept confidential. And in uh, some cases, monetary rewards of up to $5,000, sometimes more issued. For information that will lead to an arrest, Joe Jacqueline, a retired NYPD sergeant, former commanding officer of the Bronx Cold Case Squad. He's current adjunct professor at John Jay College, author of the Criminal Investigative Function of the New Investigators, edition four, five, soon to come. Joe, a highly decorated member of the NYPD back in the day, including the most notable. Department Medal of Valor. Let's not forget, he is a best-selling author. I write in my hands the Cold Case Handbook and uh, also of the uh, the hit show on YouTube now regarding the Gilgo Beach uh, killings uh, that have gone on, the affirmation Sarge. Joseph, how are you? Good morning, Jay. How are you? Good to have you, my friend. It's good and doing back. well, doing well. Let's uh, start with, since we're... Leaving off there with Gilgo, let's lead it off as far as happened uh, uh, the other day with a presser, a press conference featuring John Ray, who's been an attorney and in on this since day one, representing the Shannon Gilbert family. Uh, the commissioner of the police department was in, Ronnie Harrison, but uh, all in all, uh, that was the case. Some affidavits signed, some, uh, some witnesses, some key information, and Boy, I tell you, uh, here we go again with another round as far as uh, twists and turns, Joseph. But all in all, that taking place the other day. Give me your assessment. Yeah, twists and turns, and then like um, a kind of like uh, you know an old boy moment. So what I mean is, uh, you know, we we had these two affidavits. I've I've broke them down, uh, and you know, gone through all the different things and looking for keys. And and one of the things that um, nobody's really mentioned. Uh, in in kind of these kind of circles, I think you know John Ray dropped a significant hint uh, in the in his presser when he said that he took a deposition from Joe Brewer earlier in the day. I don't know if you caught that, uh, but that was something significant because as he's trying yep. to tie Rex into Oak Beach and um, and these and this taxi cab driver with seeing Rex twice. And one time, possibly with Shannon, uh, this is an interesting kind of uh, correlation that he's made here, and he's connecting the dots. And having the police commissioner there, you know, gives gives him a lot of credibility. So, which means we only know part of what is really no question behind this. Yeah, so it's uh, this. I think there's yeah. Heat on I this. mean, yeah, I agree with you, Joe, on the credibility fact. But here's the thing. If these, and then listen, that's why these investigations are going on right now. You have the sheriff's office investigating female inmates over at the correctional center to see if they, uh, those individuals had encounters with Rex Sherman. But uh, you know as well as I do, you know, affidavits are one thing. I get it, sworn statements, but you have to have cemented evidence. Oh, yeah. Uh, if there are tie ins here. And that'll that'll be the key. And I, and listen, I understand Commissioner coming for the cameras gave you a sense of credibility. It doesn't mean anything unless uh, you have cemented evidence here. Oh, absolutely, going to need evidence. But here's the thing: the story about the uh, the swinger and the cop, right, uh, bringing possibly Karen Vagata to Rex's house uh, from the trapeze place, right? You know, Harry picks her up and this and that. They, she wrote his initials. His initials are the, of this cop, uh, R.W. in the in the affidavit. Uh, 
And I think they forgot to redact that. But, you know, I, I pretty much narrowed down who that person could be. I'm not going to give out the name. But the issue that it comes down to is this person is in a lot of trouble if this is Karen Vagata. And, you know, you, you know, when from a leverage point of view, you're bringing this person in or you identify this person, he's going to have to talk because this is a serious allegation that's been levied against him. I mean, you're talking about a police officer who brought in a prostitute. Like, they don't tell you exactly how he comes into play. But, you know, this woman described her as homeless, as dirty, right, that we're going to take a shower when you get to this location, and then leaving her there. And then, the you know, I think there's a lot of guilt on her part when you read that affidavit about leaving this woman behind, whomever she may be. So there are a lot of pieces that can be corroborated, and people are going to have to you know, talk for the sake of saving their own skin. So this this could, they could very well put this all together if they haven't done so already. Yeah, uh, no question. That individual we had, uh, we had Frank McKay on yesterday, uh, Joe and John Ray was on with us yesterday. And, uh, you know, obviously pointing out that there was a member of law enforcement involved with this obviously no longer attached. I said if there was some sort of attachment, not the case anymore. It was happened so many years ago. I get that. But in essence, uh, in your work, as far as the investigation, trying to find out uh, this individual was, I mean, I, I'm not obviously going to ask you to state the name, but an individual obviously linked to enforcement. That is confirmed, right, many years ago? Well, it you know, if if this, this statement from the affidavit is true, based on the information they gave and the and the research that I have done, yes, right. So we're and we're only dealing with okay. like so, you, know, you know, listen, we're only dealing with part stories here. Yeah, uh, no question, Joe Jacklin, uh, the uh, the crime report. And then you have the other the other situation involved. You have a DA and Ray Tanny, who's certainly been at this since. You know, the day he got the job, took over for Tim Sini. He said this was uh, front and center. Uh, and, you know, what happened the other day was kind of almost like a blind side because, you know, here's Tanny turning on the TV and there's John Ray. And, uh, you know, you don't want anything to kind of uh, undermine what he has going uh, right now. What about that aspect, uh, especially that of the commissioner, who's certainly been in line with Tanny and the sheriff, in all trying to get these parts in play as far as solving uh, this mystery. What about that aspect, in your opinion? <laughs> it's Suffolk County politics at its best, right? I mean, we we heard from the commissioner when this story first broke about leaving egos behind and everything else, but I don't know. We've You and I have discussed this, right? We've seen a couple of people have gone like on their own and you know holding their own press conferences now, so I don't know if there is a... Um, a dispute that's been brewing behind the scenes, or if there's a if there's a fracture of this um, working relationship between the three top law enforcement officials, uh, you know, I guess only time will tell. I I certainly hope not, because that would be terrible for this case. No question, Sarge with us uh, with the. The crime report, and then you have the uh, the wife uh, with uh, uh, SRL up, who, you know, listen, if all this is true, now listen, she's not involved with the actual acts going on here. Uh, according to the affidavit, she was asked to, declined, but she certainly, you have a sense 
of what Rex uh, was all about here as far as his hobby was concerned. Uh, that is another aspect of this whole thing uh, in which uh, uh, her attorney has said it's a bunch of hogwash, pretty much, Mr. Macedonia. Uh, but that is another element to, the, to this whole thing, uh, Joe. No, absolutely. And, um, you know, we, we've discussed this this part before. Uh from a law enforcement perspective, when you're looking at this, you want her to keep on cooperating. So if they make her the focus of the investigation, then she already has a lawyer for all these other things. She does not cooperate anymore. She will not speak with law enforcement officials. And that's something you don't want. So it's a very, um, it's a very fine line that they have to walk here now, because as more of this information comes out, I, I honestly feel that after that press conference, that, she will no longer um, speak to the, the police without having her lawyer present for sure, uh, if at all. And I think that's, um, you know, it's going to hamper things going yeah. forward. And as uh, John Ray pointed out yesterday when we had him on, you know, she's very active as trying to make a dime off this thing, you know, with uh, uh, books and movies and, and whatnot here and wants to be an active part in it. So she has kind of a stake in it, according to attorney John Ray. So uh, all in all, that is uh, the latest. And uh, as we told you before, you have the uh, interviewing uh, of some inmates uh, that will be uh, going on today over the correctional facility for females uh, regarding if they had any encounters with Rex Sherman uh, back in the day, all trying to see if there's some links here. Uh, with uh, with this stuff, so uh, all that going it's, on today, Sarge. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Idea, now, let I me mean, give yeah final word. Sorry, on yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. It's a it's a great idea. You know, debriefing people who work in this environment because you you just don't know it. You know, people think, well, why didn't they just come forward? Well, they're working in the underworld or the subculture. They're not. They don't want to have anything dealings with the police. So this was a way. I think when um, Commissioner Harrison said about. You know, if you don't want to come to us, the police, you can come to somebody like John Ray or go to somebody else to give the information. And, you know, and I think he tried to assuage people's fears who work in this industry to, to maybe come forward and have that kind of and provide that kind of information. Joe, one final thing on these two affidavits signed, taxi driver and all included here, are both uh, credible to you, one more than the other. Um, where do you stand as far as what we saw the other day? Yeah, I, that's a great question. I like them both. And the first one uh, with the with the swinger, where she actually implicates in herself of leaving somebody behind who may be a who may be a, you know, a potential murder victim. So that is something where this person has gone out on a limb for sure and put themselves squarely in the in the crosshairs. So uh, that one, I believe, is is uh, a good one. And, and so with the taxi cab driver, right? I mean, this person. I think she's a woman, right? She has no um, no skin in the game. She doesn't benefit from any of this stuff. But, like, once again, that guilt eats at people for years. And dealing with cold cases for as long as I did, this is a common thread that you see where people have harboring these guilty feelings for so many years. And there's been times we knocked on the doors and we started talking to people, and they're like, I've been waiting for you to come for 20 years. So yeah, sometimes it's about finding the right people and asking the right questions. So I, I like I like both affidavits so far and they're both you know going into the court of law under the penalty of perjury so these are serious things
No question. Uh, the saw Joe with it. I tell you, more twists and turns in General Hospital when all said and done, I'll tell you, Joe, with this whole thing. Uh, let's just well, go over a couple that, right? more, and that is in the Anne Marie. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's, uh, you know, what's next? What's uh, what's uh, the other shoe to drop next? It's uh, uh, quite a scene, but we will certainly uh, infiltrate, that's for sure, with all this stuff. The Sarge with us, the crime report, a couple of more. The Drago trial continues. Seems to be a deadlock, uh, Joe, as far as uh, what went on here. The video was asked to be seen again uh, by the uh, jury, uh, but... Uh, uh, all in all, they seem to be solidly deadlocked, as was described in these deliberations. Talking about the top charge, Sarge, of criminally negligent uh, homicide. And that video is key because it shows if the foot of uh, Evelyn Rodriguez got caught under the tires there as uh, Drago was trying to pull away and then went under and then got crushed. Well, that's something that, uh, you know, kind of an inadvertent situation involved, unfortunately. Uh, and that's why that's a very, very, that's probably the, the biggest piece of evidence right now as far as where this jury is. Uh, and that's why they are deadlocked here, Sarge. Yeah, I, I believe you're right. Um, you know, the video is, as we're seeing more and more in today's world, the video is playing a, a more crucial role in many of these cases. And I think it's going to be um, up for interpretation in regards to that. And, you know, people, I don't know if, um, you know, people who are listening understand criminally negligent homicide is the lowest level of um, causing somebody else's death that you can actually be charged with. Uh, you know, and I'm going to talk about the felonies anyway. But this is, um, you know, this is going to be an interesting take on how these jury members interpret this video and what other evidence has been supplied. Um, you know, like everything else, without the video, how how difficult would this have been? Also, so it's just uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And to be honest with you, I, I really don't get a read on where this is headed. Yeah, very tough. Neither do I. This go either way for sure. Uh, you know, I I do have a feeling though. I do have a feeling a little bit. Uh, that Drago will be let off the hook as far as that top charge for some reason. Uh, but you know what? We'll see what happens. A couple of more for you. Will you have a guy accused of shoving a woman into the side of a, a moving subway train? Uh, Sarge, I'll tell you, we talked about these types of incidents over and over again over the years. Captured. Uh, thank goodness this 39-year-old Sabir Jones captured, captured yesterday uh, in New Jersey. And this guy was uh, identified, the guy who forcibly shoved this 30-year-old, by the way, in the hospital, uh, head trauma, listed in critical condition. But thank goodness uh, this guy is behind bars, Sergeant. Yeah, and I have a feeling that once we learn more about the suspect, we're going to find out that he probably shouldn't have been out in the first place. That's just going to be my guess, of course. Uh, this and another subway shoving, uh, and this is just this keeps on going on and on. But then you have those politicians and their advocates that keep on telling us that everything's fine and there's nothing to worry about and everything else. And then every now and then we have this stark reminder and it's unfortunate that people have to suffer the way they do until people up in Albany can figure out what they've done wrong and undo it. And it's just as simple as that. Like I said, wait, wait till we find out exactly what's behind this guy and what made him tick and what, what didn't, what help he didn't perceive. 
Yep, no question. Joe, one more for you, and that's the 16-year-old from Huntington Station. Uh, he pled guilty on Wednesday as a minor uh, for fatally shooting a man in 2021. He'll expected to be sentenced uh, 12 years to life in prison. That's a lighter sentence, by the way, than if he was charged as an adult, obviously due to a recent state law. But the 16-year-old pled guilty in the second-degree murder death of a 21-year-old. And, uh, you know, you and I have spoken about this raise-the-age deal. Uh, you know, uh, we know the situation was at hand. Uh, he was only 14 when it happened, and uh, thus a sentence come November the 13th. But uh, that's, uh, you know, the legislation of raising the age of criminal responsibility from 16 to 18 is, has always been a, uh, a talking point over the years for you and I. Yes, and it's and it's one that never really gets the focus that it should. Um, you know, everyone always focuses on bail reform, but raise the age has been just as as dangerous and terrible as the bail reform laws have been. Uh, raise the ages have caused a lot of different issues, and the district attorney Ray Tierney himself even said that the kids, you know, these other older gang members put these younger kids up together because they know they're not going to face anywhere near the amount of time they would as an adult. So. It's, uh, you know, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. We used to have this problem back in the day with drug dealing. And the drug dealers used to using, you know, young kids as mules to bring the drugs to different locations because they know if they got caught by the cops, they would be released and relatively little or no punishment for it. So if if you're angry about this kind of behavior, well, then you need to look at who's been voting for this and advocating for it, and you need to vote them out. 100%. Got to get him out. Joe's right. You know, I always say that Tessa Major case, Joe, a prime example 101 as, as far as, you know, under the de Blasio years, you know, that that uh, that college kid who was stabbed uh, in that park in the wee hours, 13 and 14 year olds and everything else all over a cell phone. My goodness. I mean, if that doesn't uh, shed light as far as change, I don't know what does. Tell you the truth. Now, Joe is a best-selling author of the Cold Case Handbook. He was at Purdue University last weekend. Give me a sense of the book. I also want to get into the YouTube channel as far as Gilgo is concerned. Give me the book first, my friend. Certainly, yeah. The book sales have been going very well. After the symposium, I saw a nice spike. Uh, I didn't bring books to sell because that wasn't the kind of uh, environment. You know, it's more students, family-oriented, victim advocate kind of thing. But um, people have responded in kind with, um, with you know, purchasing the book and stuff. So it's 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 been it's been a great ride so far. And I'm trying to set up a uh, Barnes and Noble signing right now too. So you know, maybe we can get a spot out in Long Island. We'll have uh, we'll do a book signing out there one day. Maybe we can come out there with the radio station and we can do it. I'll keep you posted. And, um, you know, your YouTube shows have been going great. I mean, I, you know, I had John Ray on um, about uh, nine, ten days ago. And, of course, that, that video is now blown up. And I broke down the affidavits for anybody if they really want to get a breakdown about what these affidavits say and the connections that they have to some of the evidence in the case. You can just take a look and just go to you know, just, my, just my name. So if you go to YouTube and just type awesome. Joseph Jack along with the G, you can find it. I saw it. Uh, yeah, I saw it the other day. Uh, well done, my friend. Really well done. I recommend it to all. Uh, search for Joe on the YouTube uh, uh, channel as far as online, and uh, you will be uh, in for a a slew of information there. Sarge, always a pleasure. You stay well, and we'll talk to you soon, all right? Have a great day, Jake.
You got it. That's the Sarge, the Crime Report, Crime Stoppers, 1-800-22-0-TIPS.